I gotta pee. What's new? You pee as often as I cry. Yeah. This may be where all the water's going. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why I can't cry. That's why you can't cry yeah. is because you have no liquids in your body. You know, it's amazing. I don't think you have a bladder. I don't think I really so either. Don't think I don't do. think my mom has one or my sister. All of us have to pee all the time. Can I be racist? Is this an Asian thing? I don't like, think do so. Like, do all Asians have small bladders? No, because other people are fine. I'm going to start asking Asians. That would be racist. <laughs> we have small bladders. And when I went to Korea, my relatives were perfectly fine going a couple times a day. My mom and I, especially me, were just going all the time. <laughs> and I will tell you, I love Korean bathrooms. Okay. It is a little weird because there's not a lot of toilet seat covers because they don't use them there. They're Plumbing systems are kind of older, mm-hmm. so they don't want to clog it. it. Yeah, and you have to, like, throw your pa- toilet paper in, like, a paper basket or something over to the side, a waste basket. But what they do that's so interesting is they often have Purell hand sanitizer stuff in the toilet. So before you go or, like, after you go, if you want to be nice, you put Purell on, like, a toilet paper thing and you wipe the seat down. I and wouldn't do that. I'm telling you, the bathrooms are so clean in Korea. There's not this problem because I have a problem in the U.S., with people who squat over toilets and pee all over the seat and then just leave it there. Oh, that's gross, too. So in Korea, there's no mess on those toilet seats. They just, you just like your things neat and tidy and, like, perfect. Sure. So your bathroom including. And then we went to this bus station, and there were lights over the stalls to let you know when one was available. That would be nice. Do you know how awkward oh, it is yeah. to look underneath and mm-hmm. see legs? Yeah. It's awful. It's the worst. Not good. So I just, I loved the bathrooms in Korea. They totally got that on us here in the U.S. Um, and some of the bathrooms had bidets in them. Ooh, I've never used one before. I love a bidet. I've never bidet used, all day. <laughs> bidet all day. I've never used one before. It kind of scares me. It's a hooey area. It's all like nice a water pick for your your butt and your hooey. But isn't that? Aren't you wet? You have toilet paper to dry off. But doesn't that toilet paper stick to your butt? No, because they don't use just one ply. They use the nice two ply with the ribbing and everything. Oh, I have kids. I use the cheapest one possible because I use like 50,000 sheets. I ain't going through nice toilet paper. Bobby would never let me. I think I did that once. I got a one ply and he's like, never again. Oh, no. Once we got the kids and I was like, we ain't doing this. Because I go a lot. I go through a lot of toilet paper. I just (laughs) don't know how. That's just annoying. Like, I'm inconvenience for you of how often you go I like you, you go all the time like we'll yeah. have a three-hour writing session yeah and you legitly go like six times yeah i gotta go i have a lot of coffee i drink a lot of water I drink a lot of juice i do consume a lot of liquids well you shouldn't <laughs> i need to stay hydrated i don't think you do i think you're drinking too much no i will tell you it's amazing my sister can pee in anything my sister I, I can't, like, I tried once to pee into, like, a Gatorade bottle in the car, and it was a mess. And I she can even... pee in, like, a small, like, Coca-Cola bottle. You know what she peed in once? You know those snack size like, Cheetos you can buy, like, the little tiny packs? No. She got it in one of those. I was like, that's amazing. How is she? I don't know. And she has a tiny little car. Now, granted, she's a lot smaller than me, but I am impressed. I am impressed with her flexibility and skill to be in any object that she has. I just don't feel like you know, like with the boys, it's like a hose. You know where to point it and where to go. And like, yes, there's a pressure thing, which is the reason why they're so crappy and messy because I'm learning this way too much about with Jackson. (laughs) But with ours, it's like you don't really know where it's going to go. Like gravity does its thing. And it's not like she's a master. If you can get a black belt in peeing, my sister's like triple black belt. 
it's kind of amazing. That is pretty impressive. That's I'm impressed and disgusted all <laughs> at the same time. I have peed in many a forest and many an ocean. Oh yeah, o- oceans are the best. Yeah. I, I never pee in yeah. the thing when you're at the beach. Psh, you go yeah. in there, go a little way, and Chris goes, "Where are you doing?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay." I'll, I'll be honest. I pooped once in the ocean. That's amazing. I would worry about that because I come back to shore. I went really far out, <laughs> and it took a little while to relax. I mean, whales do it all the time. Oh, Why sure. can't I? Yeah, no, I have no problem. Now, if you pooped in a pool, I might be upset. Oh, I wouldn't do that because then I had to close <laughs> the pool down and all that jazz. That's not that's not cool. Okay, so I wanted to like share with the listeners like you wear poise, don't you? I do because when I laugh, sometimes I have little accidents, and my bladder has gotten stronger for a while. When I was a lot heavier, I think my bladder got weak because that's what the doctor told me. So when you I got would, older? Wait, no, wait. fatter. Sorry. I oh, fatter. why? That's weird. Because your fatness is pushing on your bladder. But I don't so think it couldn't you control one. it. Uh, so I would have problems where, like, I would try to go to the bathroom, like, get to the bathroom in time, and I would miss, and I would just, like, wet myself. See, if I peed as often as you did, I would mm-hmm. just be like, depends, here we go. I am not getting up again. Oh, I am no, I too don't. lazy to, you get like. steps in. It's really great. So, yeah, I do wear them because and I haven't had accidents really, but on the day, I swear that I'm like, I'm not going to wear one today. I'm just making a quick errand. That's it. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to find a bathroom. I got to find it now. I'm going to pee myself. It's going to be the worst. So it's just a backup. It's a little backup. A little bit of a little dribble comes out. Laugh a little too hard. Wait a little too long. See, that's weird because a lot of people who have biological kids say that their bladders are never the same. Yeah, I, I can't think blame you my have kids. the bladder of a person who had... If I kids. if I have biological kids and they come out of my vajayj, I'm gonna have to get a catheter. <laughs> yeah, I think you should invest in one anyway. I want one. That, they, do you know they won't just give you one? You can't just ask for a catheter. <sighs> my not? sister was in the hospital recently. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. She had a catheter in her. <laughs> it was the best was thing like, ever. She's like, oh my god, Heather, this is amazing. She's like, I'm peeing right now. I'm peeing right now, and it's fine. She's See, like, that's what I would do, man. Yeah, you pee great. way too much for my laziness. I know. Way too much. Sorry. Gotta go. You're listening to the Mother Effin Podcast with Patty Crouch and Heather Draguleski. I need a vacation. Didn't you just have a vacation? I know, but I spent nine days with the kids 24-7, and that was eight days too many, so now I need a vacation. That's Oh, yeah. I feel like you can't call it a vacation. You got to call it a trip because yeah. vacations like indicate that you're going to be relaxed oh, yeah. and you're going to be rejuvenated and you're going to come back refreshed. Yeah. And when you're traveling with your family as a mom or a parent in general, that ain't you. Yeah. That ain't you. You're not relaxed. You're not getting refreshed. No. You're doing everything. You're yeah. a cruise director. Yeah. It sucks. It's, no, you didn't go on vacation. You went on a trip. But how was your trip? You know, it was actually really good. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like it was terrible. I picked the kids up a little bit early. I took them out of school a half hour early, the older two. The youngest one was already out. She only had a half day. Okay. So I got the other two. I went to the Korean market and I bought kimbap, which is, people call it like sushi. It's not sushi. It's got bulgogi, which is Korean barbecue in it. But it looks like sushi. You're wrong. It's kimbap. Anyways, I got that and I had some fresh strawberries and I packed a dinner for the airport because I knew the kids weren't going to really be hungry. And you can go through, I found out, with solid foods. As long as it's not liquid or like yogurt or something. You can go through with solid. And not food. that many pouches. I brought one's fifty pouches, and they were like, this "Oh is my too god!" Many. And I was like, "Okay." So I had to throw half of them away. I made the kids Aww. eat three a piece, and then I ate three a piece, and then we threw the rest That's away. So and sad. it was really sad. I put everybody's in their bags. Got through, and TSA was for the most part fine. Tony got pinged on his backpack. 
because he had batteries, he brought Tinker Toys he thought he was going to play with, and he didn't play with them at all. Uh-huh. And, like, they're mechanical ones that you can move and everything. He didn't do anything with them. Of <laughs> course not. Pace, space in his bag that made it harder to pack. But we went through. We had dinner there at the airport, and it was, like, a 6.30 flight. And we got on and landed, landed in Chicago around 10. Okay. And had the most epic walk from, like, Terminal C to Terminal F. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And then when we got there, we shoved chairs together. They look like little cribs. That was so cute. I saw that picture. And it I was, was like, super cute. you got a little moment. I did. And this was like little baby cribs of my three kids. Did they sleep well? It seemed like they slept well. They slept. Not well. Anna has a hard time sleeping in general. So this was just really bad for her. She mm-hmm. kept the, the temperature wasn't right. And she kept fussing and like waking up. It was. It could have been better, but they did manage to get some sleep in. And I edited a podcast episode. <laughs> Go you. Be productive. So it was great. And then we got on the next flight at like 5.50. I think left like 20 minutes after that and landed in Tennessee. What time? <laughs> I don't know. Like something like 9 a.m. So you landed in Tennessee at 9 a.m. Yeah. First thing first, we went to the Parthenon. <laughs> oh, geez. Because they were really into Greek revival at the turn of the century, in the 1900s. So we went there, and we saw the statue of Athena that was built. Are your kids, like, exhausted and wanting to do this? Or no. they're just like, Mom does this? They're, we do this? Yes. They know that we're going to do something. So you better shut up, and we're going to go. Uh, and then we went to a Target, and we bought a bunch of snacks and waters, and we went back to our hotel. Here's where we learned, you know, I've been having some rough emotional time recently. I've been kind of depressed and just having a really hard time, like, going through some inner chaos, psychological chaos. Like, just been depressed. And I did not plan this trip as well as I thought because I didn't book a hotel for that night. Oi! So I knew, like, when I was booking, I was like, well, we're getting there the next day. So I booked it for the 14th instead of the 13th, which is the day we were arriving. Like, I did some weird funky math in my head. Oh, so I had a rush and Heather, book a hotel. it's okay just to make a mistake. Well, wait. <laughs> okay, I feel like you gave us this big old excuse when in reality, like, it's okay to make an ex- like a it mistake. Was, it was okay. We, we stayed at a Hampton Inn that night. We got a good deal, last minute booking deal. And I was like, oh man, that sucked. I hope I never do that again. And it was fine. We didn't really unpack. We ordered pizzas in. The kids swam in a pool for a bit. So they were happy. Yeah. And we went to bed pretty early because, you know, we've been traveling so oh, yeah. much. But we did one thing, so I felt accomplished. Okay. The next day, we went to Hermitage, which is the Andrew Jackson estate. Oh, cool. It's cool. And I really appreciate the fact that they're, like, now trying to tamp down some of the Andrew Jackson promotion. Like, Andrew Jackson was a great slave owner. He kept families together. He gave them health care. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, because he didn't want them to run away. And you go, and they have slave houses, like the actual cabins. And they're like, 25 people lived in this cabin. This cabin is basically your studio twice. Like, two of these rooms. Tiny, 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 tiny space. Like, 400 square feet. Yeah. No, wait. That's not this. It it was super tiny. Like, uncomfortably tiny. You're like, I don't think you can stand up 25 people. But that's what they did. You look at the, the location, and it's beautiful. You know, always rooms are smaller than you expect in mansions, these old mansions. Oh, yeah. But it was it was good, and it was the beginning of, like, sort of the topic of slavery. Like, Bella studying it in school. Anna studied Harriet Tubman. So this was very things that they were very active and aware about. Okay. So I thought it was good learning for them. So we spent about six hours there. Anna had her first epic meltdown. Not her first. <laughs> well, her first of the trip. Oh, okay. Yeah. And refused to do the walking tour. 
around like the slave cabins and where they lived, like down near the river where they would catch fish and everything. Like she refused. And I said, great, you can sit on this bench and wait for us to come back from our walking tour. And she sat there for the full 45 minutes we were gone. And I was so excited because I'm like, this kid knows we're coming back. That's cool. Even though she missed out on something really wonderful and I'm kind of pissed off at her about that. On the other hand, I go, this kid totally trusts that we're coming back. That is actually a really cool yeah. milestone to reach. Yeah. So she can tantrum now and I can leave her somewhere and come back. It's kind of nice. Mama's going to come back yeah. and pick you up at Target in yeah. 45 <laughs> minutes when you're done. And uh, we got to see a duel there and learn all about duel, like what it's about. And it was interesting. It was very good. We spent about six hours there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we, I don't remember where we ate. <laughs> it's kind of a blur. Oh, we ate at a barbecue. No, we ate at this place called Caney Fork, which had wild game. So like I had a bison burger, but you could get an elk burger. You could bison eat... burgers are good. Yeah, they are. You could eat alligator stew. Wouldn't do it. Didn't do it at all. You have frog legs. Didn't do that either. Nope. But everywhere you sat in this restaurant was all taxidermied animals. <laughs> and then like a giant catfish pond. Yeah, I can see that. It was bizarre. But the kids enjoyed it. They liked looking at it. And I have to say, my kids are very good about saying please and thank you. And the wait staff was like, your kids are so polite. I love it I when they see such polite kids. Yeah. yeah. If you want a tip on how to win a lot of favors with wait staff, teach your kids to say please and thank you. Yeah. Well, they... teach them to say please and thank you regardless. That's true. But you will find you get better service. <laughs> you get better service in life when you say please and thank you because no one does it anymore. No, they don't. It's it's ridiculous. And I'm I'm guilty. I don't say please nearly as often. I say thank you almost all the time. Yeah. It's a good habit to have. Yes. The next day, we went to the Country Music Association Hall of Fame Museum. We did. So they were very nice there. I was doing the math because we wanted to see hat show print, which was a graphic design. They made posters. Okay. And I knew Bobby, Bobby wanted to do that tour. And I wanted to do the Studio B tour. But, like, you can't get all three together. You had to buy either two and then one. And I was doing the math in my head. And I said, if I buy a family membership, what's it going to cost? And it turns out it's, like, $45 less. Wow. To do all the stuff if a family. So I'm now a member for a year at the Country <laughs> Music Association. All of fame. That's Never, awesome. Not going back. But I'm a member. And it was a eye-opening experience. I enjoyed the early parts that talked about the beginnings of country music and I enjoyed the hee-haw section because I used to watch that. But I found out I don't care about country music. Oh, another thing that will divide us. It, you may love it, but I was like, great, there's a thing on the Judds. I don't care. Gonna move on. Porter Wagner's jacket. Great. A lot of jackets. A lot of people's jackets. Yeah. And... We country people like our jackets. <laughs> I kind of moved on and was like, yeah, this is not for me. We did the Studio B tour where a lot of, like, Carrie Underwood is recorded there. Elvis recorded a lot of his stuff there. His Grammy Award winning album was recorded there. And that was a really interesting tour, the Studio B tour. And then Hat Show Print, which is the poster, the graphic design stuff where they do letter press still. Wow. That's where they put the block letters in and they actually roll the ink and everything. Bobby loved that one. And that was like two and a half hours. I couldn't believe it. And you got to make your own little letter press poster at the end to take home as a souvenir. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really nice. I didn't know this. What is Nashville? What food is Nashville famous for? I don't know. I would have said barbecue, right? Like barbecue, because the mm. South's famous for barbecue. No. It's spicy chicken. The hot chicken. Nashville's that was famous Louisiana. for hot chicken. No, that's Popeyes. Louisiana's the Louisiana Cajun stuff. Cajun, but this is called like hot chicken. And we went mm. to a place called Hattie B's, which in the original location. Can I hire you to like plan my vacations? Of course. Okay, sure. Uh, line out the door for an hour to go to this place. The medium was burn your face off hot. 
Really? And I like spicy, but I like certain kinds of spicy. I don't like burn your face off spicy, and this was burn your face off. So their highest level goes to shut the cluck up. <laughs> and we found out there's a location in Vegas. So when Bobby and I go to Vegas, you can buy a la carte. We're going to buy like one chicken tender and shut the cluck up <laughs> and just take a bite and see if we can survive. Did you do the medium or did you do I did less? the medium, yeah. And the kids were like crying. It was so hot. Like they couldn't, I'm the only one who finished. I can handle spicy Why the best. Why didn't you like do a variety? Like one they get didn't the want to. They're like, no, medium. I can do medium. Bah, 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 no, bah, bah. I would have been like, okay, then I'm going to get the yeah. mild and then you're going to eat mine and I'm going to eat yours. Yeah. That's what I would have done. So they ended up packing that up and that became like breakfast the next day. <laughs> and they cried again. They did. Actually, like, it was better cold. It was you make for your some kids reason. Cry. Maybe being in the fridge overnight kind of tamped down. I can spice. imagine, actually. And then we went the next day to... Three Man Records, which is Jack White. If you know him, he's the White Stripes. Yeah. Uh, it's his little studio. It's got a store. Bobby and I recorded our voices on a little vinyl disc. Like, this is from back in, like, the 1930s. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. They had a waxomatic machine. Do you know what waxomatics were? Oh, yeah, we had one in San Antonio. Oh they still have one in San Antonio yeah, for the, the zoo. animals. The yeah, zoo. I love them. I love waxomatics. I love the way they smell. I love everything. So you made one? I made a waxomatic of a guitar. Oh, that's cool. It's a cool. And then you can go in and actually listen to records. Like, they have a place where you can just go and, like, pull out a record and hear what a record What did you like. and Bobby record? Uh, we recorded a theme song. They have a Bobby theme song. I want to hear it. Well, Bobby's not here to sing along, so you have to imagine. Can we play the record? It's a little scratchy, and you I don't have a record player. Oh, I don't have one either. So he's gonna like, but trust it's cute. It's that cute. they have this stuff on it. Yeah, it's well, no, we heard it. They they play it there for you, so you can hear that it's actually on the record. But it's super cute, and we ended up spending an hour there. Couldn't believe it. Okay, looking through all this. We're gonna have to do a quickie with you and Bobby recording. The, oh, your I'll tell song. him he's gonna hate it, but we'll do it. All right. And then we went to, I didn't know what to do with the rest of the day in Nashville. Like, originally I was going to go to the Johnny Cash Museum and the Patsy Cline Museum. I'm like, no, I'm, I don't think I care. <laughs> I don't really want to do it. In the end, we went to the Nashville Zoo, which was amazing. Really? Oh, my gosh. I went ahead and spent $14 per kid on the Adventure Pass. Worth it. There's a zip line thing there. It's not a true zip line. You sit in a seat, and it kind of goes back up and down. It's just like a. Oh, that's cool, though. They wrote it like 16 times. Whoa. It's $8 a ride. I was like, we made our money on this. Oh, yeah? And then the other thing that they could do with it, they could go feed the lorikeets, these little birds. They oh, they nectar. do that at the Long Beach Aquarium here in it's California. Awesome. And the board, the birds, like, get on your shoulder, yeah, on your hand. They'll, they'll, it's amazing. We have some really cute pictures of yeah. the girls when they were, like, three years old. It's super awesome. Feeding the birds. It's so cute. And the, the lorikeets, like, loved Bobby's hair, the salt in it, the sweat. Mm. And they were like pulling off like <laughs> strand by strand but everything was amazing it's a beautiful zoo that's well cool. kept like great like you don't feel bad for these animals like it looks like that's in great, nice. wonderful environments but nashville zoo is beautiful and wonderful and we had so much fun the veterinary center they're part of a program that's trying to bring back the numbers of cloud leopards so they had two baby cloud leopards oh how adorable and they were feeding and burping them <laughs> Oh, you burp it? Yeah, they burped the babies. It was so, oh. I don't know if they had to, but they did it and it looked adorable. <laughs> Everything smells so cute. That's why Jackson's cute. It is. And I would tell you, your kids would probably love the Nashville Zoo. It was great. Oh, they would love it. Felt a little pricey, but then when we looked and we realized we'd been there for seven hours. I'm like, this was our bang for our buck. Like, we had a great day. Yeah. We were there, you know, I think we got there a couple hours after open and we're there all the way till close and just looking at everything. And no one kind of got bored because you were. No, they love, they'll tell you that was the highlight of their trip. The really? Zoo. Yeah. They loved it. 
we loved it too. And I was surprised. Bobby's like, this was actually a great idea to come to the zoo because I didn't know what we were going to do after yeah. I decided not to do the museums. And it was a great, a great idea. And it was a probably good like break because mm-hmm. you were doing so many museums, so much reading, yeah. so much hearing that it was probably nice to just yeah. do it on your Kinda own Kind of walk terms. in front. Yeah. We did find a Piggly Wiggly though. I saw that picture. You're like, I didn't <laughs> think these existed. No, I had joked to Anna. I'm like, we're going to stop at the Piggly Wiggly. And she became obsessed. And I didn't, I was like, Anna, I think I was joking. I think they used to exist. I think they've gone out of business. But as we were driving to Hermitage, the Andrew Jackson place, we passed it. She's like, Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> so we had to stop in the Piggly Wiggly. We left the next day for Memphis. Okay. And we left really early in the morning. And we hit two things that day in Memphis. We hit the Slave Haven, I think it's the Burkle Museum, which is folklore says part of the Underground Railroad. What I gather is they had a bunch of outside people come in who say, yes, we think this was part of the Underground Railroad. Right. But because there's no concrete evidence, they they can't say for certain if it was. Okay. It was great. It was interesting. Great, you know, it's a very home homey looking museum, very handmade looking exhibits. But it's interesting, if it really was, to see where they would have crawled in and how they would have crawled into the cellar and hid in the cellar and the secret steps that exited them and why they're magnolia trees that were not local planted because they were always green, so they knew to go to the house with the green trees. Like, really interesting. And then they did the whole coding of quilts, like what quilts would mean and how they would hang them outside so you would understand what you needed to do if you were trying to escape on the, the Underground Railroad. Wow. It was really nice. A really good exhibit. And then after that, we went to the Civil Rights National Civil Rights Museum at the Lorraine Motel, which is where Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. Yeah, we that's on our list. It's emotionally Charged. one of the most yeah important things I've ever seen. So it starts off with slavery, of course, and moves into the early days. And things go pretty fast. They move you through pretty fast the idea of slavery and the Civil War and early Reconstruction until it really hits about the 40s. And then time kind of starts to slow down and they start taking their time a little bit more. And it's really interesting because the museum really goes from slavery to the day Martin Luther King Jr. was shot. Wow. So they really kind of rapidly go through the slavery section, Civil War, because they're like, there's other things here that will explain that to you. We're trying to talk about this moment in time. Yeah. There's been like this like backstory so you know what happened. Yeah. But the way they build it up actually puts this emotional intensity. So you're, you then start going into segregation. What is segregation? What are Jim Crow laws? And then you start seeing the first people to go into segregated schools and then all the things that were happening with voter rights. And time is starting to slow down. So where slavery was three rooms, you know, and then uh, which encompasses almost 100 years, suddenly the 40s are like five rooms, and then the 50s become more. And then when you hit the 60s, by the time you get to the April dates of 1968, you're slowing down to like a day as a room. Wow. So as time is slowing down. So you can see where all of this is building up to. And we're now in the sanitation worker strike. And then right when you get to April 3rd, you're going now to April 4th, you know the day that's going to happen, and you walk into the room and you see the window and you're looking out to where Martin Luther King was assassinated, the actual spots. And it's impactful. Before you read anything, you're like, oh, my God. And the somberness that you feel and the energy of it. It was. It's one of the most incredible civil rights experiences. If you want your kids to understand civil rights in the U.S., I haven't been to the one in Birmingham. We will go to that one day. But I will say, go to the one in Tennessee. Wow. This may be like something we need. I don't think they'll be emotionally ready for it right yeah. now. But like in two years, maybe. And then you go through the gift shop, of course. Of course. <laughs> but then you cross the street to the boarding house where James O'Ray 
assassinated Martin Luther King Jr. And that kind of takes on everything that happened afterwards. And you see, like, his line of sight of what he did. And they have the bullet they pulled out of MLK. It's insane. Wow. And it, I told Bobby, I said, that's the most intense museum I've ever been in. Like, I'm still thinking about it. That's how profound and well done that the was museum probably, was. That sounds like a weird way to say it, but this is probably your highlight. Like, that was, like, yeah. the most And not that memorable. I didn't expect it to be good. Like, I knew it was going to be a good museum, but how it emotionally builds you up. You go on the you bus to... with, like, and they have, like, a Rosa Parks statue. So you see one of those buses, and you have to enter through the back. And as you enter through the back, there's voiceovers going, you can't sit here. You got to go to the back. You got to blah, 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 blah. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, audio, yeah. like, coming at you. But then they have the same kind of bus later where Harris blew up one of the buses. So now you see the bus that you were just sitting on, but it's been destroyed. Wow. I'm just telling you, it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Cannot speak enough of it. Then we had to go get his mom. (laughs) (laughs) So we're all emotionally charged. And we get his mom because she flew in because her dream is to always see Graceland. Right. And we picked her up. And this is where I found out I had booked a hotel for West Memphis, Arkansas. What? (laughs) I I told you. I was not in my best state of mind. So I had to do another last minute hotel purchase. And I got the guest house at Graceland for under a third of the price it would regularly cost. What? I don't know if you've been on Priceline. They have these last minute deals like hit it. Like you don't know what hotel you're at. You don't know where you're going. Like you know where you're going kind of roughly, but you don't know what hotel it is until after you agree to buy it at that price. But the prices are always really cheap compared to everything else. But if you're kind of smart, you can look at it and roughly guess. So we knew it was a four star, which was nice. Well, it'll probably tell you. You can't, I mean. It tells you if it's like the star rating. The so star it was rating. a four star. We knew it was a nine plus, meaning on the reviews, it was out of nine out of ten, you know, okay. so it's considered an exceptional. And we knew that there were over 300 reviews. So if you looked at the list, you could kind of figure out, and we knew the location, like the rough location of where it was. You can kind of figure out where you're going. Okay. Like we did this before in Vegas and we knew it was either going to be Cosmopolitan or Bellagio based on the description. And okay. They, and we were happy with either and it was Cosmopolitan. Okay. So I booked this going, I don't know what it is. I'm going to guess it's probably the guest house, but whatever it is, it's going to be a really nice hotel. And sure enough, it was the guest house. Sweet. So even though I lost all that money from the West Memphis, Ar- the Arkansas. Did you not be able to cancel? No, because I had bought it, no refundable, because I got it super cheap for that price. Mm. And it was just a country inn, but it, this was an upgrade. Oh, and I thought. Even with the money I had spent on that hotel, what I ended up paying was still less than if I had paid it outright for the okay. guest house. So Bobby was not upset. He's okay. like, this was Providence. This was meant to be. And I was like, okay, that's how I'm going to look God. at it. It was. Uh, because you can't get this deal unless you're buying day of. Yeah, because I mean, it might as well Runs yeah. it for super cheap and not at all. Yeah. I was happy. We got to go to the guest house at Graceland. This place is insane. It's okay. a crazy looking hotel. It's like purple and metal and lights. Okay. And then the power goes out often, which I found out in the South happens a lot. Yes. They have a movie theater that every day at seven plays an Elvis film. It was just concerts the week we were there. So we did watch one night Aloha from from Hawaii, of course. Of course. Of course. And then at 10 o'clock every night, they have a peanut butter and jelly bar. Uh-huh. where you can make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But, of course, they have peanut butter, lots of jellies, two types of peanut butter, chunky or smooth, and then bananas because he loved bananas in them, yeah. and then chocolate chips and M&Ms. Uh-huh. So like, and then a hot chocolate station. Oh, well, they were in heaven. Oh, they were like, Mom, can we go? We did it twice. 
One night, I'm like, we have to get up early, so we're not doing it tonight. The next day, we went to just kind of around the city, and we took uh, a boat tour on the Mississippi River. Oh, that's cool. That was fun. The kids liked it. It was raining outside, so we were staying inside. But it was really informative and very nice, and the kids just enjoyed being on a boat. Yeah. And then we ate at a place called Leonard's, which is famous since 1922 for its barbecue buffet. And it was good. Very cool. fun. But took it easy that day because the next day was Graceland. Mm. Graceland sells out fast. And the only tickets left when I went on were ones that were about an hour before they closed. I'm like, I don't feel that's enough time. Or first ones in the morning. So you did first ones. We did the first one. Good thing. We were there for over seven hours. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot to see. Also, there's nine gift shops and every gift shop has something different in it. What? I know. <laughs> Didn't know there could be so much stuff about Elvis. There is. There is. But my mother-in-law was in heaven. She has been waiting for this forever. It was great. She did get teary and cried when we saw the graves, uh-huh. which are behind the pool. What? You look up and you're like, that's the pool. That's the pool and there are the graves. That's a little, I mean, nobody's really there anymore. So I guess it's not weird to be jumping in the pool. Also, the decorating in the seven days were nasty and these rooms are ugly and hideous. And I'm just going to be honest, the 70s were not a good time for design. No. They were horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Even the planes are horrible. Like, it's all ugly. I'm oh, yeah. To be honest. It's all gaudy, too, because of Elvis. Totally like, it's gaudy. Just, I mean, I think other 70s designs are probably better. But, no. But, no, I mean, this is right. this is, like, worse. I will say this is, like, the, the, the worst top of the, worst. of the, yeah, the tippy top of the worst. Tippy top of the worst. And then the next day, we flew home. I did not get to go to any stand-up clubs that I wanted to. Okay. Because the laundry wasn't working in Nashville, and I was going to go in Memphis, and we ended up having to do laundry the night we were going to go out, Bobby and I. So oh. we went out and spent time together doing laundry. Oh. But I did drop a lot of my comedy sets when I was talking to people. <laughs> like, into... <laughs> you ever do that, where you drop oh, yeah. your comedy? You're like, I'm going to see how this plays. How does it play? Especially things I'm, like, working on in my head that I think mm-hmm. are a good premise. Then I'll start talking. I'm like, oh, that works. Yeah. So I did a lot of that, and I was like, okay, note to self how this is working. <laughs> did a lot of my new stuff out there. And it was, uh, it was pretty good. It was a good trip. So I really enjoyed Tennessee. I highly recommend it for people. I had a great time. It was a lot of fun. And now, yeah. Patty, how was your camping spring break extravaganza? <sighs> we get three weeks of spring break because Jackson's spring break is different Oof. than the girls' spring break. And the girls have two weeks off and not one. That's insane. Which is a lot. Yeah. And normally I love it and I'm okay with it because I always travel, spend our travel time in the middle. So we have like some time more to prep Mm -hmm. and then travel. And then we have time to come down and like resituate before going to school. Yeah. Which is usually nice. But I started this job. Yeah. And so they had one week of, of Jackson's spring break was a week before, which was fine. Then I had one week of me starting the job yeah. and them in school. Oof. And then we had the two weeks of spring break with me and the job. So it was still really new. And the anticipation of me working had like ended. So now it was like the real emotions of it all Yeesh. were coming out. And it was just hard. It mm. was just super hard. I hired our sitter to come three times so that Chris could get work done mm-hmm. and that the Chris could take the girls somewhere to have fun. And then one day we hired our sitter just to take the girls to Disneyland so that they could have a spring oh, no. break. Yeah. Which ended up, I think, they like going to Disneyland better with her than me. Oh, oh well. So you didn't do the camping? Well, that was the first week. Yeah. 
So in the second week, we were supposed to do this camping trip where, you know, six mile hike. Yeah. The or bike in. Yeah. And in that week of prepping for it, which I didn't prep for it, and the week of everything, it was, I, this is how stressed Chris was. I'm normally the one who packs everyone. I'm normally the one who, like, does all the food stuff. And then Chris is, like, the Tetris one and then forgets the obscure things that I forgot. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that is our our plan. Yeah. But I didn't get to do any of that because oh. I've been working and then I'm trying to hold on to the comedy. So, like, yeah. and I had my improv class during this time. Oh, yeah. And so there are days where I was leaving at 5.15 in the morning or 5.30 in the morning and I was not coming home till 7.00. Oof. Right? So that's a long time for Chris to be on duty. Yeah. Without me. And a long time for the girls to realize that I'm not there because they're not entertained in, in their structure of school. Mm-hmm. It was just rough. So I didn't get to do any of that. And so Friday night comes and I'm starting to, like, I started packing here and there and I got all the food. And I, I think it was Thursday that I got all of the, like, food prep going. Yeah. And I made lists. Like, this is what you need to get at Whole Foods. This is what you need to get at Trader Joe's. This is what you need to get at... Costco and then Smart and Final are yeah. little places, right? And he calls me up at work and he's like, what do I do with this? Okay, Chris is a brilliant guy. Yeah. Like, he knows exactly what to do with the grocery list. But he <laughs> was so stressed that, like, he was, like, on the verge of just, like. Oh, no. I, and he was like, I, what do I do with this? And I was like, uh, you buy the things on yeah. the list. And that's when I was like, this isn't working. Yeah. And I was like, don't worry about it. I'll Instacart, Costco, and Whole Foods. I will go to Trader Joe's at this time with Jackson, and then we can just pick up the smart and final stuff on the way out. So I, like, arranged yeah. it so he didn't have to do any of it. But he was just, like, he was done. Oh, no. He was just, and the girls didn't have structure, so they were fighting, and then Jackson was there, and it was just, it was rough. So we wake up. Actually, no, that's a Friday night. I come home, and I'm like, well, we need to tell them if we're doing this or not. Like, yeah, I can easily get us ready. Like, it's not going to be easy, but I can get us done. I can, I can get yeah. us packed and ready to go. And we started getting things together. And he's just like, how are we going to bike this in? So he ends up calling Rob and he's like, we're not doing it. He's like, we're not mm-hmm. prepped. We're not ready. We're just not doing it. So we didn't. Yeah. And we ended up just fighting the whole weekend Ugh. in our own turf. Um, Where's all that food, by the way? Um, We ate it. And I didn't <laughs> get half of it. And half of it was like ketchup. So I have three more ketchups yeah. that I need. And I have we had hot dog buns, which I never buy, that yeah. we ended up eating. And then boxes of cereal like it was it was staples yeah stuff so it okay. wasn't like anything went bad sunday we were like well let's do something yeah right and so we decided to go to disneyland with our friend uncle ivan right we go we get there and the lady goes you realize your passes are blacked out right <gasps> oh no and i went what and he goes yeah it's it's blacked out and now we're like okay and so we just like toured the parking structure and then went oh back no. home I had checked for the week because I knew that Lauren was going to yeah. take it, but I didn't check that Sunday because uh. I wasn't planning on it, right? Because we weren't going to be gone anyway. So yeah. I didn't check, and sure enough, it was blocked out. But the next day wasn't. So then we ended up going to the zoo, which was fine. We have passes, and we go here and there. And we ended up taking Lobo, which is great. And yeah. so he ended up having fun. And then the next day, the girls were so set on going to Disneyland that I ended up taking all three to Disneyland by myself. Mm. Which was fine. Like it, Jackson actually did better than he normally does. Mm-hmm. But I also felt like Chris just needed a break. A break. Yeah. Like he'd been with all three of them for like by himself so long. Yeesh. Yeah. Like it was just. But weird. Like I mean, we haven't screamed at each other that hard and that intensely in a long time. Like we have our moments and stuff. But like we were, all of us were just 
taking our moments to be mean at each other and taking our moments to just emotionally let things out. Yeah, it's that was just a boiling pot. Like it was ready. Yeah, explode. Like, it, and we were all exploded numerous times over Oof. each other. Like, no one was nice. No one handled anything well. It was just sad. Like, it mm. was just so sad. I mean, Disneyland was fine. Like, Jackson ended up being fairly good that trip, which I was like, sometimes he could be in terror, just wanting to run yeah. off everywhere. And then yeah. the girls want to do their thing, and then they can. And then it's just, but he actually did really well, which was fine. My back killed me because he wanted. I got the stroller, but he wanted to be carried more than even then. So he's 45 pounds. Yeah, like it's hard. Wait, how um, old are the girls again, by the way? They're eight and a half. Oh, so in one and a half years, they can go on rides by themselves. Completely by themselves? At 10, I believe it is. Oh. Which is, let me tell you, okay. it is nice because you're like, I'm going to have some coffee. You guys go on that ride. Oh, I, I, And then you I, wait at the exit. It's perfect. You know where they are. And once again, Jackson messes it all up. Oh, no. Mm. But Jackson rode, well... You don't like this ride. Soaring over the world for the first time. Stupid. And that was so much I'm fun. I'm sure it was wonderful to him see him. Yeah. But we just found out that he can do Guardians of the Galaxy. What? So I don't care if he likes it or not. He's going with me. You got to get like a video camera on him during that ride. Like, Are you allowed to? No, but do it anyways. <laughs> okay, because I am. St- he's going to love it. He, I feel yeah. like he's going to be my junkie. And if I can just do Guardians of the Galaxy once a, each time I go, I'd be yeah. happy. I'm super stoked about that. And I think the girls will finally, I think they would like it if they actually tried it, but they're too scared to try it. And then I feel yeah. horrible forcing them to try something. Then you got to be like Jackson, who's brave. Exactly. <laughs> if I'd be like, your little brother Jackson does it. I mean, the girls wouldn't even like Pirates of the Caribbean little drop. And that's really? like nothing. That's the reason why I haven't forced them. If they think that's scary or they don't like that part, then they're not going to like. Yeah. You know? But if that's off, and then there's another one in uh, Toontown that I was like, you have to be able to ride that one then. So I need to... Oh, this, the the stupid little gadgets go coaster? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm hoping to take him on yeah. those the next And ask them, time. because if you go wait in line, we found this with the kids even when they were younger. I don't know if your girls are old enough yet, but at a certain point they will be. You can have one of the bigger ones ride with him, and then you can pop out. I think he has to be... At, uh, I think they have to be above 14 or something like that. Not even four, No, because Bella was never at 14. When she was, oh, when she was like 10 or 11, she was riding with her brother and sister by themselves, no problem. Like, the oldest has to be 10. Okay. I'm telling you, I think it's a weird cutoff number like that. And when that happens, your life is going to be so much better. Yeah. Because they can take him. If they can handle him. I don't know if they can handle him. We'll see. I'm hoping to get Lobo more trained to help him bring some of that crazy down. Yeah. And I feel like he it works a little bit. But then Chris is so stressed about Lobo half the time that it's like, yeah. you know, it just. So Disneyland was decent-ish. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, we decided to actually do that hike yeah, or bike to the place. We made it four miles in. <laughs> That's amazing. And then we turned around. I don't think I would have made a mile. It, it was hard at moments. And once yeah. again, I'm pulling 45 pounds. Yeah. And, and then the bike weighs at least 10. Yeah. So, I mean, I was working. I was sore the next day and I was working. And that was fun. And we had some moments. Like, we had these bits of pieces where it was, like, fine. Well, but for good. the most part. Like, it was just rough. And then I took that Monday. So that was Tuesday. And I took Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. But Wednesday ended up just being like a cleaning day because mm-hmm. we had, you know, things to do or whatever. And we did something easy, I think. I don't remember. I don't think we really did anything that day. And then I went back to work on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It was just. Were you kind of relieved to go back to work? No. No? Oh. No. I 
this is what I learned about work in the spring break is that wherever I am is where I want to be, mm-hmm. which is a good thing to have in the sense of like living in the present. Yeah. But a bad thing to have when the reality, like when you're planning, I guess, because I will be at work and be like, no, I'm supposed to be here. Like, this is good. I'm making a difference with my coworkers. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing something, contributing. Like, this is good. I should be able to fit 40 hours a week. No problem. <laughs> and then I like come to comedy and I'm like, oh, no, why the hell am I working? I should be doing this. I need to be going out more on mics. I need to be doing an improv practice group. I need to do 301, 401. I also yeah. need to do like the voice casting. Like, that's how I can make money for the fame. Like, I'm like, that's what I want to do. And then I come home going, why the hell am I trying to do anything else? Like, I should only be here. Like, the kids are not handling Mm. it. Like, I need to be here for them. They need me. Like, I definitely feel a little bit more validation in home going, okay, I do a lot more than I realize. It's like with the emotional support of everyone in the family. Yeah. Kind of not that I'm like the glue that holds the family together, but I think I, someone once told me, she had neurotypical kids, but she once told me, like, you, the mom sets the tone of the house. Mm-hmm. If the husband comes home and it's like, you're all frazzled, then the whole family's being frazzled. Like, if you, you set the tone of, mm. of, of the house. Gotcha. You don't control their emotions or anything, but you set the tone. And I realized, like, okay, I haven't been able to do that as much because I'm gone all the time. Yeah. That it's like, I don't even know what the tone is. The tone is this mom's gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so, I don't know. How did you handle your comedy during the spring break? Were you able to do most of it? Did you take off well, time? Well, I did my improv. I I mean, I yeah. scheduled the, our biking trip around everything. So I missed one open mic. Mm-hmm. But then I did, I mean, I had four comedy classes. Wow. And like, so, I mean, I did, I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like comedy is sacrificing as much. I know as much writing time as I did yeah. before, you know, to like actually listen to the set and like work things out. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just living mic to mic without actually working and doing the effort, which pisses me off. Like, I want to do more of that. But I just don't have time yeah, to no, sit I got and you. do. And I may try to figure out how, maybe doing it, like, some of my 15-minute breaks of, like, sitting down instead of, I like talking to Kate. Like, Kate and I walk the park, and it's nice talking to her. So mm-hmm. I don't want to give that up. Yeah. But I don't really take a break in the afternoon because I usually leave so early that it makes no sense to. So I don't know. I, I have to figure out a little bit of, like, just... 15 minute sessions here and there but it was sad like I don't know how much longer my family can handle me working and spring break's always hard for us because of that of being out of routine and being two weeks yeah. and stuff yeah two weeks is a long time and then we didn't go anywhere so that messed it up even more like yeah I mean I look back going I don't know what I could have done differently like yeah I mean maybe not plan a six mile <laughs> camping <laughs> hike or bike ride whatever so I don't know but it also gave me like okay like I I learned a lot about what I need to do and be for the family. And then I researched more camping vans. (laughs) By the way, I was showing Bobby that. I'm like, come on. What did he say? Oh, he's like on board. Oh, sweet. Okay, so then this will be good for you. Okay. Okay, so I was researching it again and whatnot after we like, I was like, well, if we had a camping van, it wouldn't have been a big deal. We would have not even looked at a place where we would bike. We'd brought our bikes with us, but we would have done a car camping regardless. Yeah. Right. And I think I'm going to try to see if we can fit a camping thing sometime in in May or not. I really want to start planning these mini adventures. But anyway, I researched some more stuff and I came across, and I'm going to pronounce it really horrible. It's called a cuckoo. It's Q U Q U Q. It's a 
<laughs> That's about accurate. <laughs> it's made in Germany, so it's made well. And it's this camper in a box. Oh. And it's this box that you put in your existing minivan. They mm-hmm. make them for, like, Defenders. They make them for, like, the E-Passenger series and some yeah. of these, like, bigger trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a series of them that you can put in. But the one I was looking for, obviously, was in the minivan. So you literally put it in the box in the trunk. Okay. Okay? You open the trunk, and you pull out drawers, and you now have a two-stove, like, burner. Oh, wow. You now have a whole kitchen sink part. Mm-hmm. So that's in the back, and you have, like, some storage for, like, utensils and some, like, camping chairs or whatnot, right? Oh, neat. And then, at night, you literally, it has this, like, folding, um, like, mattress pad thing that you fold into the ca- into the car. Huh. And you automatically have a two-person bed. Oh, wow. So it literally makes your minivan into, into a-, a camper really quickly. Wow, that's cool. And it's only four grand. <laughs> versus me trying to get an e-passenger van that's going to be like at least eight. Yeah. And then making that, we're looking at another 10 grand. Yeah. So I was sitting there going, okay. And I talked to Chris about it. He was like, oh, geez, you're doing this again. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we could easily do that this summer. Yeah. Right? And I and then I was like, and if we spend another 200 bucks, we could probably get a tent to go on the van, like on top of the van. Mm-hmm. And we can easily just go camping. Like, and see if we even like it and love it and could do it. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to do. I want to do it this summer. I haven't exactly convinced Chris to do it this summer. He's doing his dojo build yeah. out and all no, that I kind gotcha. of stuff. And, you know, we have some debt that we need to get out of. But a part of me is like, but I'm working. But then almost all the money that we yeah. <laughs> would spend. I'm, I'm not all the money, but that's a lot of money that if, we would spend. Can I make a suggestion? You don't have to take it. What? But can I make one? I recommend it's not a full camping experience, but if you want to test camping and really just dip your toe in, go to one of the popular koas. So like San Diego koa has a pool, has bikes you can rent, has like a jumping giant trampoline kind of play pad mm. thing, has playgrounds, has a little cafe you can go to, but you can do the full camping experience as well on your little section lot that you have. And then you're near the zoo. You're near the beach. Maybe we did you're that near this the summer. San Diego. We Park. wanted to do the sequoias in camp. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we do all. We get all. We're able to get all of this before our sequoia yeah. trip, which we're planning, probably beginning of July, ending or beginning of August. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna end up being in August. Let's be real. I will tell you up not in the sequoias, but near is a koa for Monterey Bay. Which oh, is I just as fun. Bay. Got the same rentals, the same thing. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, we could easily just do weekend trips like this. Mm-hmm. And the kids, that we've done it once with the kids. Yeah. And it was great. We didn't do full camping in the sense, the only thing we didn't do full camping was that we had a little, like, cabin house that had a hot uh, yeah, a hot stove. Like, that was basically it. We still slept in a not house. And then it had, um, like, high beds made yeah. of, like, wood. But it was not, like... Mm-hmm. But th- all the cooking and all that stuff was like that. The bathrooms were like a mile away. Not a yeah. mile, but you know, when you have a kid, that has to go. It feels like a mile away. So we like it. Like outside is where we are happy. Yeah. And so I feel like we seem to do it. Go fun. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can figure that out and redeem a little bit of spring break since we didn't get to. I did, did make me feel good. So the family that we went with, they still went. 
They said they made it like a mile and a half or so in yeah. and then turned around. Oh, no. And then they ended up just camping on another site that we were thinking of camping. Yeah. And that's what I was like. We should have just said, we can't do the bike. Let's find another place. And we yeah. th- we were going to, but then Chris was by that spot. He was already over it and he was already stressed and it just he needed not to do anything. Yeah. You know? We've been talking about this summer. I want to go to Washington and Oregon. Oh, Oregon's so beautiful. And Bobby's like, well, we should do a car drive all the way up. And I'm like, yeah, so we did. I want to, but I if we do that, I told him I want to stay at campsites then. And we'll take like two items of clothing, you know, just two outfits, not two items, two outfits. I was like, uh, I'm choose underwear <laughs> and shirt. <laughs> but if we get like two outfits, we do campsite laundry, then you air dry, like get wicking clothing and do That's it. That's another big difference between you. I don't yeah. want to do laundry. I'd rather pack more. I mean, obviously, we're not going to be able to do certain yeah. ones. But like in my head, I was like, we could do this Tennessee one in the camper. Yeah. Like, that would be so much fun. And like, I haven't done the Grand Canyon. Like, there's all these yeah. places that don't I really. Don't go to Grand Canyon in the summer, though. No. <laughs> That's going to be a nightmare. There's all these places that I feel like yeah. would be so much fun to do. And, but in a camper van would make it better for my kids. Yeah. So I'm going to try. I mean, we're going to see. I'm trying to convince Chris to let us buy it. And I'm Because it to, would go yeah. into the Sienna already. Like, it would fit. Yeah. And so we could easily get it for four grand. And then we could buy the other tent for two, $200. Mm-hmm. It would be done. Yeah. And then we'd have what we have. And we already have everything else. Like, you know. Yeah. It could work. It could. You should do it. I think we should. We'll see. I'll have to give you an update. I hope everyone out there had a wonderful spring break. I hope you didn't cry as often as I did. <laughs> and I hope that we uh, inspired you to take some other kinds of trips. Yeah. Just enjoy yourself wherever you are. The Mother Effin' Podcast is hosted and produced by Patty Crouch and Heather Dragulescu. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us online at mothereffinpodcast.com.